here at the start, we're going to build up a lot of momentum. There's <laughs> some good content right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm excited. Oh, boy. Sorry, this is not... <laughs> This is a this is a horrible intro. So hold oh, content thought for a second. This is scrub mode. Hey, we're a podcast and we talk about uh D and and monsters and the intersections thereof. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Ryan and saying content joining the AGDQ. No, I said content. <laughs> oh, Julio saying content reminded me that the last time I was home, my mom, who was running uh a charity for ovarian cancer, good for her. Uh yay. But she did turn to me at one point and say, Jonathan, I must create content. And nothing <laughs> fucking sent me to the Shadow Realm faster than a, uh, uh, my mother t- turning to me and telling me that she had to create content. I mean, the, Everybody the creates content. No, but it's so scary. No, 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 but specifically. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's, I can't parse it. It's Kafka-esque. Our like, grandparents are creating content now. <laughs> I know, dog. I can't. I can't wait for nursing homes. I think fucking fifty years. It's gonna be fucking. I had to pull Julio off a. Of, I had to pull John off of Julio. Says he cheated at Mario Party. <laughs> what? Uh, Land party. We'll be those old guys. Oh yeah. I, I already. I already know how I'm gonna sound when I get old. I'm gonna be like. Hey. Is it you? Get out my lawn. Get out my lawn. Is that you, Billy? Everybody's going to be my Billy. Voice is, my voice was never going to change. Act, I don't think you know a single fucking Billy, do you, Julio? No, but everybody will be Billy when I'm old. Is that you, Billy? I mean, you, 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 your brain will just default to Billy. <laughs> uh, Billy. You've already got that set up. Oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm so ready to be an old person already. <laughs> You're like, once I hit seventy, this switch in my brain is gonna turn on, and everyone's Billy. Everybody's <laughs> Billy. Everybody's gonna be Billy. My potential wife, my potential <laughs> child. <laughs> I'm not gonna be senile or have dementia. I just gonna call everybody Billy. <laughs> That's the plan, anyway. But we'll see. Anyway, assuming we yeah, all survive but... the climate wars. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Don't worry, we will. We will. We'll be okay. We'll be okay. Well, they're, they're... <laughs> Fuck, how do I transition, you guys? Oh, man. Anyway, <laughs> lizard people. You know, lizard people, that's right. <laughs> Coolio. You know who else survives cold climates? <laughs> like the South Pole, and by some accounts, it, global warming, if it's real, it is absolutely 100% real, but if it's yeah. real, several air quotes. Yeah, uh, is the lizard person plot? Oh man, <laughs> man, is is their plot to make the the globe like warmer for their like for their like metabolism? Yeah, exactly. Because they're sneeple, and sneeple. reptiles like it when it's warm out. I see. Do sneeple uh, have arms and legs? Yes. Okay. Of course. What they just what, have the heads what of makes snakes. a snurson different from a reptoid? I'm gonna use those terms interchangeably. <laughs> oh okay. yeah. Reptilian, reptoid, snake, snake, <laughs> snakey boy. Uh, oh god! I don't want to date the episode, but we're like pretty close to Halloween when we're recording this. Yeah, I love and it. And I've just it's been good. feeling all kinds of spooked lately. All kinds oh, of spooked. No. Oh man, so spooked! I, I found I, I I went down a rabbit hole of uh, 
paranormal TikToks, and I'm just like super spooked now. <laughs> I honestly, maybe oh, we yeah. should. We should. Do we have a Gmail set up? Maybe we should call for listener stories and do a Halloween special. Oh, that'd be dope. That'd I'd, be, I'd be down for that. Yeah, that'd be great. To message us on Anchor. Can they? I think they can. <laughs> I, I don't know. Don't we have a website <laughs> or like a scrub mode email? <laughs> We have we have the Instagram. We have the Scrub Mode Podcast Instagram. If you're interested, oh yeah, yeah. What's plug the Instagram right now? Yeah, Scrub Mode Podcast on uh, Instagram. Look it, look it up. You'll see the big old logo. That's us. Brad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Uh, so how do you guys? John, John, what, what? I'm sorry, John. What was that? How do you guys feel do. about Sneeple? You know, I don't. I always love. I have a feeling that they're um, that they're not as cool as they are in my fantasy and D and D like settings. Mm-hmm. They're 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 more like they're hard locked into like a like a chaotic evil type of um, like a, like a alignment. From what mm-hmm. I understand, mm-hmm. it, it, the you know as they exist in air quotes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't have much, much of an opinion on the on on the Sneeple. <laughs> yes. Uh, how about you, Ryan? I think uh, the Sneeple slash uh, Reptoids slash uh, Snursons. I think they're all. I think they're pretty red. Uh, <laughs> they got cool scales. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, while their blood is not literally cold, uh, it helps them adapt to certain environments better. <laughs> some hot takes. Some hot takes. <laughs> the hottest. <laughs> um, do you guys recall that about, uh, I think it's a couple of months ago now, that a surf instructor took his two toddlers to Mexico and killed them with the spear gun? Oh, God. Because oh, yeah. he said they I had serpent that. DNA? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, consider this the your your trigger warning. I'm not sure what point this is the biggest research project I've ever done for the show. It might be multiple parts, oh, so yeah. not now and later in the episodes. But we're gonna I'm gonna figure out how we got from from uh, snake people fighting Conan to there, and it's a dark dark path. Oh man. <laughs> What a oh cr- boy. Okay. I'm ready for this roller coaster. Yeah. Hmm. So let's let's uh I guess we should start at the top. For those who, people who don't know, there is a the maybe the dumbest conspiracy theory. Mhm. Is okay. the that that uh reptoid aliens mm-hmm. uh control the planet. Right. The the quote-unquote reptilians as as some people might know them as. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I'm going to use all these dumb terms interchangeably because doing this research pr- project broke my fucking brain. I <laughs> see. Uh, I'm not going to waste any time trying to debunk this. It's mm-hmm. so wildly implausible that it's not it's not worth it. Okay. Just, it's not worth trying to waste your breath on it. Yeah, like the... I. I the the idea that aliens came from the center of the earth or from space and then showed up and invented a bunch of cabals to secretly drink blood and steal vril 
while posing as world of leaders using the shape-shifting abilities. Uh, shapeshifter. Like, oh yeah, we're going to talk about shapeshifters a lot. Oh, it's dumb. Not the, it's not a dumb the conspiracy group, theory. Not the rap group. <laughs> no, I wish. It's a dumb conspiracy theory. It's a racist conspiracy theory. I'm mm-hmm. not even going to give it the credit of trying to debunk it. It's just fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if that intro didn't key you in, for real, we are going to eventually be talking about a lot of racism, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of child abuse, a lot of sex- alleged sexual assault, uh, cannibalism, COVID, yada, yada, yada. It is going to get bad at the end, okay? So there's a fair warning. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. All right. So, I'm ready. Um, I'm ready. Let's start, let's start in mythology where we get our first Sneeble. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, obviously... Conspiracy theories point to these stories as proof and not imaginary stories, but that is stupid because people <laughs> could imagine back in the day just as well as we do today. Yeah. Uh, did you know I mean, that Athens like... <laughs> was allegedly founded by a snake man named Kekrops? Athens. Oh. Yeah. Not, um, oh, wait, no, those are Spartans I'm thinking of. Um, no, no, next door. Or uh, the, uh, the Romans who were like descended. Uh, from Romulus, right? Yeah, I see the the Athenians. They're the snake. They had, they had the snake god, snake guy. Yeah, they're the mm-hmm. they worship Athena, right? Athens, Athena. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But their their mythical city founder was a dude named Kekrops, mm-hmm. uh, and he had like a snake bottom half, and that made him it made it so hard to get around that he invented the chariot, allegedly. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> uh, Honestly, he was the first handicapped leader. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's. I guess so, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you guys are aware of like Quetzalcoatl. Oh gosh. Yeah, Quetzalcoatl. Thank you, Jesus. That's Christ. actually. We should, not, we should not have had the white dude be the one to try to pronounce that name for us. Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> as far as I understand, I mean, I've I've heard it. I've heard it pronounced. Yeah, a couple you want to hit us with the, the basics of that myth? The bird serpent, the uh, the father or the mother of dragons, according to the the Aztecs. You know, he's a yeah, big old like snake bird <laughs> that people would sacrifice, make sacrifices to back in the day. Back in the good old days. <laughs> yeah, Mesoamerica. I remember uh, yeah. when they tried to use Quetzalcoatl for, uh, for what do you call it? For 2012 uh, cheap sci-fi movies. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Probably uh, all these things we're going to talk about are have a sci-fi movie. So they yeah, yeah. yeah. In, uh, in 2012, when they were fearing the end of the world, uh, I remember seeing on Sci-Fi Channel a commercial for a like you know sci-fi movie, a TV yeah. movie, mm-hmm. and uh, the the plot is that they they were sacrificing people to Quetzalcoatl to avoid the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, it, it was very bad, as as you expect. <laughs> yeah. A lot of shots in factories. Which I oh. guess that's where Mayan. <laughs> oh, <that's very> <laughs> um, anyway, go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You're. I was gonna open it up. I was gonna be like, I bet you guys can name a few more. And there's literally like yeah. snakes show up in a lot of mythology, and I think that's just because snakes are fucking cool. 
They, they are. are. They're they're pretty rad. I if I were in the ancient times, if and if I saw a snake and it didn't kill me, I'd I'd probably worship one. Sure, why not? <laughs> uh, this is barely germane, but do you, are you guys aware of Glycon? Glycon. Glycon. No. Is uh, Glycon is <laughs> is that the Sounds... cousin of antifreeze? <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a Roman snake god oh, uh, okay. who, uh, during the time of the Romans, it was exposed. Ex- the glycon cult was exposed like as a big hoax, cum money laundering scheme. Oh, and really? so Alan Moore <laughs> has personally chosen to worship glycon because it's so funny. I mean, that is pretty. Uh, that's great. A, a god that's been debunked for two thousand years. Anyway. Uh, like there's also Naga, who who are like the Southeast Asian uh, mm-hmm. water snake spirits. Who we talked about mm-hmm. a little bit in our dinosaurs episode. There's just a shit ton of these guys. If you guys can name any more that I fucking miss, throw them out there. Uh, let me think. Um, the kobolds. <laughs> well, that's no. It, those are D&D things. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I know what you mean because they're little lizard people. But in mythology, yeah, they're just sort of they... gnomes that like to. They, cave in people. They could be like, oh. <laughs> they, could be li- they could be lizards or they could be dogs. Yes. Depends. Oh. Depends. We're not gonna get into that fucking Grognard fight here. We just don't have time. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Depending there, on no depending way. on the mythos, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, the, the through line here is that a lot of these Sneeple myths, but not all, involve Sneeple coming from underground or underwater or heaven and becoming the gods or kings of places, you know, mm-hmm. like in China and Japan, the emperors are supposed to have be related by blood to dragons, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then they show up and teach people math or agriculture or whatever and become kings. Yeah. It, it sounds like a spooky pattern until you realize that almost every culture has a foundational myth with something similar and we're just sort of like... You yeah. guys ever heard of the Texas marksman problem? What's that? No. Uh, so a uh, Texan guy says, oh, I'm a crack shot. I hit every single shot I take bullseyes 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. And he shows his barn where it's only bullseyes. Uh, and then, you know, the next day he goes out, he shoots the shotgun, and then he draws the circles around the bullseyes around the shots. Oh, that's funny. But <laughs> yeah. uh, no cure is like, we're really just picking and choosing only the ones that fit. Like, we're not mentioning any of the stories where bird people do that shit. We're not mentioning yeah. any of the stories where alien or like a more traditional Judeo-Christian god does this. It, it sounds yeah. like a spooky pattern, but we're really only picking a handful of stories. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so like that's sort of where Sneeple chill in mythology for a long time. Mm-hmm. Until we get to 1988, where New Age wizard and theosophist Madame Helena Blavatsky publishes The Secret Doctrine. This is like we're in some deep paranormal wizard shit, like real world wizard shit now. Oh, awesome! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look her up if you've ever. This is an old Russian lady who basically originated a lot of new age practices as you know it. Oh, uh, she's dope. a big like one of the tarot cards and stuff you're into, Julio. She kind of brought it over. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so she, there's like a, a random chat. passage in that book that talks about dragon men. Okay. The the dragonborn. The yeah. Bro. Oh, I didn't even fucking think about the that. <laughs> Sorry, was that right? I said she brought the scalies over. <laughs> yep, yep. She's into it. Behold. Oh man. 
look how buff and hot these dragon men are. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I don't know. And she's like, it'll catch on. It'll just wait a just millennia. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> wait a whole millennia. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> Oh, oh shit! Okay, so from there, uh, <laughs> the next time we see Sneeple is in 1914, uh, where uh, fucking Confederacy and imperialism apologist Edgar Rice Burroughs shows up. <laughs> you got like it always struck me as weird that the main character of uh, John Car- that John Carter in John Carter of Mars is like a Confederate soldier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah isn't that weird and he like goes to mars and like fucks everything up yeah and he's uh, you know as a racially superior too. <laughs> yeah uh anyway he wrote a bunch of short stories called at earth's core mm-hmm. and sometimes those stories crossed over with tarzan oh um, cool oh was that is that like where we get what's the um like the savage lands yeah basically from? like you were right that on what the money based off of Oh, yeah, basically, <laughs> like Hollow Earth or a secret yeah, part yeah. of the planet that's got where King Kong's natural habitat is. Yeah, Skull Island's <laughs> a perfect example. Yeah, you're right on the money, Ooh. dude. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh. Anyway, the the bad guys in those books were the, and I have no idea how to pronounce this. I don't think even Edgar Rice Burroughs knew how to pronounce this, but the bad guys in those books are the Mahars. The Mahars. The Mahars. Did they originate mm. Mars? No, they uh, they are telepathic pterodactyl people <laughs> who enslave the cavemen that live in the hollow earth to eat them and sort of it's implied to fuck them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Uh, so, like, uh, if you know anything about the modern lizard person conspiracy theory, like, uh, alarm bells should already be starting to sound. We've got... Psychic yeah. powers, we got killing and eating humans, we got using their terrific powers to dominate humans to make them do slave labor. So then we jump to uh, Racist Troll, um, but author I still unfortunately love, H.B. Lovecraft. Oh, yeah. Uh, won't surprise you to learn that he was a huge fan of Edgar Rice Burroughs. That's, that's not oh. shocking. <laughs> mm-hmm. That kind of makes sense. The checks. <laughs> uh, he also loved this dude called Lord Dunsany, who, like, I, I've not read much Lord Dunsany, but he was an Irish author who wrote a bunch of, like, proto Lovecraftian lore. Mm, had his own. Like, oh, okay, okay. Really? Hmm. Yeah, he he had his own fantasy world. Like it was one of the first like, you like, know, most uh, most. Sorry, go yeah, for it. Like um, like his he had his own he had his own, like uh, what what was this guy's name? Lord Dunsany. The Dunsanyverse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before there was a Middle Earth, before there was a Star Wars, before there were fandom universes, like everything was just mythology yeah. or just past. He was the first person to invent like a fantasy universe kind of from whole cloth. And at least That's publish cool. one, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um hmm. let's see. Uh I find it wild that Lovecraft lo- loves Dunsany because Dunsany is Irish and Lovecraft did not consider the Irish to be full people. 
Uh, <laughs> it's, okay. eh, I mean, you can still be racist, and I guess I don't know. And appreciate. No, nah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I'm not gonna try to understand what H.P. Lovecraft's what his deal I'm, was. It's just very yeah. funny to me that somebody who had a months long panic attack because he found out he was a quarter Welsh, like. <laughs> Oh, oh god <laughs> oh, I'm not pure Anglo-Saxon oh no and then he wrote <laughs> The Shadow of Smith because big a quarter of Welsh is a lot like turning into a fish person anyway oh, wow, wow. <laughs> oh, what uh, a, uh, you, you know he was a white guy at the turn of the century and it's, just... <laughs> it's very funny you know? like we may have even talked about this on this podcast before, but like if you read his letters to his like fans and friends, like mm-hmm. he becomes like once he's broken penniless, he becomes a hardcore socialist, but he never gives up that racism. No, nope. he's fucking <laughs> dying of stomach cancer. And he's like, well, there should be free health care, but also no miscegenation. Oh, <laughs> bad. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Uh... I, I love his works, but seriously, fuck that guy. I mean, yeah. Uh, so it might not. In fact, at this point, it probably won't. It may or may not shock you to know that uh, Lovecraft had a weird Middle East phase. Oh yeah, where he like did he um, okay. in in what way did he like fetishize them or did oh, he? Oh like... yeah, baby. I bet. <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> uh, I promise this is all going to come together. So stay with me. So after reading A Thousand and One Nights as a child, Love- Lovecraft created, for lack of a better term, an Arab Sona. Oh, <laughs> this is me okay. if I were, if I were. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Wow, what a what a what a fucking nerd! <laughs> what a racist nerd! <laughs> what a racist Got nerd! Got him. Uh, anyway, the name of his Arab sona was Abdul Al Hazred. Um, <laughs> he would later repurpose that as the Mad Arab who wrote the Necronomicon. So, like, keep your childhood notes, authors. You never know when they'll mm-hmm. come in handy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, H.P. Mm-hmm. On a less cool note, H.P. Lovecraft also forced his mom to take him to all the curio shops in <laughs> in his little town. Uh, where he bought all the Arabian themed stuff and made a little (laughs) Arabic corner in the corner of his room. Wow. Uh, To which I have to say, like... He was an Arabu. Yeah, he was. (laughs) He was was an Arabu. Arabu. (laughs) (laughs) But at least he was, like, at least he respected this one non-white culture, which, I guess that's true. You do not have to, in fact, have to hand it to the Taliban. We don't have to be like, good job, H.B. Lovecraft. Yeah, you think that Arabs are people, but oh man, what a relief! Uh, it's definitely, definitely Orientalist, but at least it's not racist. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so from <laughs> yeah, from a thousand and one nights, Arab uh, Lovecraft gets the idea for the uh, or hears of the story of Iram, the city of many pillars. Have you guys ever heard of this this folk tale? No, I don't think I have. Ryan. No. Okay, no. it's the Atlantis of the Sands. Mm. It's oh. a city. That sounds dope. City buried yeah. in sand. Yeah, a city with tons of pillars. Um, depending on the storyteller, it's either like a city that uh, built by jinn 
or it was like a super powerful empire that God uh, tower babbled and destroyed. I see, like Atlantis, Ooh. like yeah, like Babel, like uh, I guess Babel really existed though. Uh, I don't know, know about that. I mean, maybe yeah, Atlantis existed. <laughs> I mean, like, we know, like, Jericho places existed, but I'm not sure if Babel did. Anyway, my, mm. my point is, here is where we get back to Sneeple, because mm-hmm. uh, Lord Dunsany wrote a story about fantasy Arab tomb robbers discovering that something was still alive under a fantasy pyramid. Mm-hmm. Um, and Edgar Wright Sparrows wrote about a secret Sneeple society living underground with psychic pterodactyls. And H.P. Lovecraft just kind of mashed those two ideas together in 1921 to create the Nameless City, wherein a dude searches the Arab Peninsula for Irem, only to find it has weird crocodile mummies underneath it, climaxing with a still-living, like, seal crocodile man crawling after him. Oh, wow. That sounds super cool. (laughs) That sounds very cool, yeah. Not one of my favorites, but good try. (laughs) I think the Dunsany story is way, as I think, a lot scarier mm-hmm. because you have three, even though it's like a fantasy world, you have three tomb robbers and they get picked off one by one, sort of like alien. So it just like, yeah. it builds the tension a lot more than, oh, so I, I went to the desert and there was a weird city and I, I went to the weird city and there was a weird thing in there and I left and it was scary. <laughs> you know? I see. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, when it's, uh, let's put it that way, it's not, not scary, but <laughs> I just think it's but great. Like, like when you have characters that can get picked off, like the stakes. Yeah, you know, something yeah, dangerous. You get time to be yeah, afraid. Yeah, but this guy survives and I lives to tell the tale. I yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, as we've talked about in other episodes, how H.P. Uh, Lovecraft was fans with other Mama's Boy and Weird Fantasy Tale, Robert E. Howard. Weird Fantasy Tales writer Robert E. Howard, who wrote Conan. Hmm. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, which like Conan kind of rules. There's, I, I, I have yeah. to bring this up every time we talk about Conan. There's absolutely a passage where Howard describes somebody's boobs as being floating luminous orbs, which can't oh, yeah. help but bring to mind the, <laughs> the sand scene with the fake boobs from Wild Wild West. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> more nerds that's okay we're nerds I mean, they're in good company yeah i mean maybe he felt a boob for real at some point in his yeah. life i don't know <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure he's bumped into a boob <laughs> tops anyway but this yeah. is the first time we get explicit sneeple we get sneeple we get snake men we get sneeple it's uh-huh. very exciting in all all of literature this is the first time we get over explicit sneeple Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and okay, so first published in August 1929 in Frontier Scrub Mode guest star Weird Tales magazine. <laughs> the Shadow Kingdom showcases Cole, who's like who's another barbarian character with mighty thews, whatever. Like Howard loves that term. Hmm, mighty thews. Mighty thews. It's like the, It's a weird old timey way of saying like muscles. Oh, Thews? Oh. Is that with yeah. a TH or? Yeah. Oh, mighty Thews, or like thighs. <laughs> yeah. He loves muscly thigh barbarians. <laughs> I see. You know what? Who doesn't? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. I love uh, we talk. I think we've talked about it. Barbarians are one of my favorite classes. Like you know, again, you're in. We're 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 ribbing you, but you're in good company, Howard. Okay. Barbarians are rad, dude. It's cool yeah. to like the muscly folk. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Cole was a barbarian from Atlantis who uh-huh. was invited to a feast by a by the Pictish ambassador of Lusia. Um, mm-hmm. he, which he had just con- uh, conquered. And weird note here, like unlike Atlantis, the Picts were real people. Mm. They're oh. from Eastern Scotland. They're a Celtic group. Uh, they're like the classic enemies of King Arthur. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, like if you think about in a lot of the stories, the Scottish people who paint themselves blue and fuck with the Romans and stuff like that, that's oftentimes mm. the Picts. It's weird uh, to me okay. that Lovecraft and Howard... Robert E. Howard and so many other people like are like, yeah, you know, picks like Atlanteans hmm. when there's like still picks around. Like it's weird. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, you got your <laughs> typical D and D fantasy races, right? You got your, yeah. you got your dwarves, you got your elves and you have your Scottish people. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. Well, Scott, weird. It's weird. It's a fantasy race. It is, yeah. So, like, uh, uh, d- dig this because I think you'll see a lot of like Sneeple like Sneeple vibes that will follow us till the end of this episode here. Oh, uh, so, so Cool takes a or Cole takes a post uh, feast nap. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's awoken by a buddy who warns him that his life is in danger. Cole's chief advisor shows up and tries to kill him, but is surprised that Cole is awake. Cole stabs the chief advisor, who, upon death, transforms back into a lizard person. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cole's like... Buddy... He... Yeah, nice. go for it. What a twist. So he's, he was, like, disguised as human the whole time. Yeah. Really uh, Cole's, Cole's mm-hmm. buddy weirdly explains that the serpent men of Velusia are an ancient pre-human race. They are mm-hmm. almost extinct. Uh, and they use magic to disguise themselves and rule from the shadows. Okay. You guys getting any hits on your oh no radar? I'm kind of like, oh man. I I see where it's going. It's a little, uh, it's a little sus. (laughs) A little sus. A little sus. (laughs) sus. Oh man. Um, anyway, the the rest of the story. They originate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You are right on. Uh, the rest of the story involves Cole encountering a serpent person disguised as himself. And it's like making plans to replace him and rule his empire with other serpent people disguised as his friends. So Cole kills the serpent people in his council, proves that he's the real Cole, and then like swears to fight the serpent men for the rest of his days, but they never show up in any other Cole stories. Mm -hmm. I guess he's just going to find him more Sneeple. I guess he, yeah. You, you, you know, you took them to their logical end. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we have the shape shifting into world leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have ruling the world from the shadows. This is some. Um, yeah, it's it's, is, it's 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 some stupid Illuminati shit. <laughs> yes, exactly. We are already people are going to take this and read it literally. Oh, we're deep, we're deep <laughs> in it already. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so one of the cool things that Lovecraft and Howard did and like all the other weird fiction writers did was that remember they like allowed their fellow writers to re to use and reuse their IP to make things seem scarier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like 
if you if you see the the, the Necronomicon and it's only in H.P. Lovecraft books, you're like, oh, he made up the Necronomicon. But if a bunch of different writers start referencing the Necronomicon along with real magical tomes, you're like, oh shit, this thing might Uh-oh. be real, right? Yeah. It, it's all getting mixed mashed together and you don't know what's fake and don't know what's made, what's real and what's yeah. made up. <laughs> Honestly, I do. I really, I wish we sort of did more of this. Like, I know, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, like I know that. the Necronomicon is in like Evil Dead and stuff like that, but it'd be great if IP still worked that way where people could share shit. I mean, you um, know, there's um, always the fan fictions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There will always mm-hmm. be fan fiction, you know. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I had a conversation like this with uh, with a friend of mine. Like, the combo characters aren't ne- like they're 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 kind of like our new gods in a way, you know, because they they they're you know the mythology of it all. People, they're like you know that, but I don't know. I I think when I think of the OG gods, like you know, Quetzalcoatl, for example, or like you know mm, Odin, yeah. or like those guys. Those they weren't they weren't copyrighted they were they weren't controlled like by corporations you know yeah they were they were free to the people they were told through like through voice and like yeah you know people wrote their own stories about them and yeah I don't know I, I, the way I see the the comic gods quote unquote I had this thought it was like they're they're kind of like the lowercase g gods you know. <laughs> I had this idea, oh. but, but that should be like a comic book called the Lowercase G Gods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it just spelled spelled it all out in like uh, all caps, though. I yeah. mean, <laughs> Grant Morrison does that a little bit in his autobiography, where he's like, you know, because he he is a wizard. Yeah, and he's like, oh look, Flash is Mercury trying yeah. to d- oh. ascend from an eighth dimensional form and get back into our universe. Like yeah. he makes no, he's not subtle about. It. He runs There's fast. No he runs fast, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's a good, that's a nice thought. I like that. Yeah, it's very fun. I, I really yeah. recommend, I wish I had the title handy, but I really recommend Grant Morrison's autobiography. It, it mm-hmm. rules. Oh, um, man. But anyway, back to something way more depressing. Okay. <laughs> Sneeple. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so just like, just like the Necronomicon, people start using Sneeple. Okay. Uh, so, mm. uh, H.P. Lovecraft has a buddy named Lynn Carter and another buddy named Clark Ashton Smith. Uh, they continue to write stories in the modern Cthulhu mythos that explicitly reference Belusia and Serpent Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their particular sneaky brand of evil, which is weird because, like, you know, Conan is set in a fantasy universe mm-hmm. and Lovecraft stuff is set in our universe. So it's like making the jump between... It's made the jump from a fantasy universe into stuff that, like... Could is, air quotes is be set real. in the real is is set in the quote unquote real world? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so then H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft hops on the train, and with his buddy Zelia Bishop, he creates a spooky snake god called Yig. <laughs> Yig. Yeah, it must be one of the worst Lovecraft god names of all time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like I know Yog Sothoth, Cthulhu, those are fun. Yeah, the one that has the, the ones with... word in the middle of it, which I'm not going to say. <laughs> that's not the one. Uh, and oh, then there's man. Yig, which is like, that's first draft material, if you ask Not me. enough syllables, first of all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, you need at least three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How is it supposed to be unpronounceable and alien if I make that sound when I burp? 
right. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, poor old Yig. Uh, mm-hmm. is, uh, shows up in a not very Lovecrafty story. He's not like an outer god or anything. He's just a snake god for somewhere in the Midwest. Okay. okay. Uh, meanwhile, Howard, Demoted. not Howard right. Phillips, but Robert Robert E. Howard, uh, starts like fleshing out his fantasy world, mm-hmm. uh, and in the land of Stygia, which is where all the bad, definitely not Egyptian sorcerers are from, they all worship Set, not to be confused with the bad god uh, from Egyptian mythology set. Yeah. This is a different set that is just a snake god. Oh. <laughs> so, mm. to make matters more confusing, the two become syncretized by later writers who use their names interchangeably and say, mm. Yig is set, set is Yig. Okay. They're all evil snake gods. And also, that they just, real... Uh... Yeah. They just consolidate them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean by syncretize. Yeah, they're just A is B. Like, you, you take out the subtlety and the difference because it's like mm-hmm. you're trying to reduce lore or it's too complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in these stories, they say that, like, oh, yeah, Quetzalcoatl is a, is a manifestation of Set slash Yeg. So, again, you're making that jump closer into the real world. Uh, I think Quetzalcoatl is so much cooler than Yig, though. Yeah. <laughs> but they do, they do that thing. It's like at a higher tier beyond. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it, it's, I, I'm not super up on, excuse me, Professor Jeff Gard. Uh, I'm not super up on my Mesoamerican mythology, but I believe Quetzalcoatl is like a very. He's up in, there. <laughs> in Aztec. He's an important god. Yeah. Uh, whereas Yig kind of blows, as we've discussed. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> he's fake. He's a lowercase G god. Chris yeah, Portle, I mean, all caps god. <laughs> all caps like, god. That's what I'm calling yeah. him. But yeah, not just capital G, but sure. all caps. All caps god. Yeah. All caps god. <laughs> the O and the D. Yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. People do start saying that, like Quetzal, like I said, Quetzalcoatl is related to Yig and Set, and thus they all enjoy human sacrifice, and thus Yig and Set's followers, the evil priests and the snake people, all enjoy human sacrifice, especially, uh, like to make these stories more lurid, especially women and children. Hmm. So, hmm. um. We've established that weird fiction has a strain of ancient pre-human reptilian humanoids, often snake people. Mm-hmm. In these stories, they often possess nefarious powers like telepathy and shape-shifting, and they seek to rule the world from the shadows. Uh, they are explicitly evil and love to dominate and sacrifice humans. Though they start out as fictional as gnolls or orcs, due to sharing almost viral, due to the sharing almost viral nature of weird fiction, they've made the jump from medium to to medium. Mm-hmm. And now they're they're here and they're going to show up in D and D soon. <laughs> oh no! Uh, but first, I have a fucking get out get get your Marvel comics hat on because we're we're just oh, talking boy. about DC and Grant Morrison. But yeah, as a weird note, before we go into our next bit, um, okay. Marvel Comics had the rights to Conan for a while, right? 
Oh yeah. yeah. I think yeah, they yeah. do again. It's very confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Conan shit occasionally shows up in the Marvel universe. Right. So Set often shows up. Set, like the Snake God Set, not the Egyptian God Set, though the Egyptian God Set does show up in Marvel. But the Snake God Set often shows up in Moon Knight comics. Oh. <laughs> and also sometimes it's like a Doctor Strange villain. Mm-hmm. So it's like it like it's just a weird, weird fucking chain where we have Oscar Isaac's Moon Knight next year. And like I, I mark it here, folks, if the plot involves like the snake crown in Roxon that's coming from weird Conan stuff, and it's all one big continuous sneeple thread. <laughs> anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, you guys live in LA. I lived in LA for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Were you aware that there was a Sneeple City under LA? Of course. I visit often. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the Sneeple City, Ryan. Tell me about it. Because I've never been. Uh, it's a little pungent. A um, little pungent? Yeah, from the egg laying. The egg laying, you say. <laughs> What's the egg laying smell like? You said it was pungent, but I need. (laughs) I'd rather not go into it. (laughs) I was invited to watch a uh, a birthing, and I have been scarred. (laughs) I see. So, are you friends with the Snurson? Are you? Uh, not explicitly. They're more all acquaintances. Uh, Though I am a regular at a Snurson bar. Ah. Um, A lot of reptoids come visit. Uh, karaoke <laughs> night is interesting. I uh, bet. I like to avoid any S heavy songs. <laughs> well, I'm just glad that little Snake Italy, Snittily, <laughs> Snittily, Snittily. <laughs> little Snokio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so I'm not fucking kidding. I mean, this is a dumb okay. story, but. In the 1930s. It's, it's, it's run by the, the snake people who run Hollywood, right? <laughs> no. Oh, God. I mean, no. like, maybe little Snokio is, but. <laughs> this, this story, we are, it is 1933 where uh-huh. this story uh-huh. starts. Um, God. And, yeah, L.A., like, it's the Great Depression, and L.A. gets into a Sneeple fever. <laughs> oh, how fun. <laughs> Engineer well. and con man George Shufelt claimed that a Hopi Indian elder by the name of Chief Greenleaf told him that a l- race of okay first <laughs> yeah Hold yeah on. yes please what an incredibly fake Native American name yeah <laughs> good old Chief know. Greenleaf mm-hmm. I mean they don't if it's not, it's not gonna be the actual color of the leaves <laughs> that's not how they work right. Uh, right up there with Chief Little Rock. <laughs> oh, I don't, I believe as well, and I should have done better research, but I do not think the Hopi were in Los Angeles. I think that was the no, the, the it was the um, it was the uh, the Tongva, the Tongva, thank you. The Tongva are the native people of I Los Angeles. The Hopi are in, are in Arizona, so quite far away. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Right. Good job, Ryan. You've sufficiently identified the story from this 1930s con man sketch. <laughs> I will not get con today. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, 
Chief Greenleaf allegedly told Shootfelt that a race of lizard people or snake people, sometimes actual reptoids, sometimes just people who worshipped snakes and lizards, built a city underground in L.A. Mm. Shaped like a lizard, the city's head would be under Elysian Park and its tail would stretch to the library. Um, so like we i mean downtown like that's downtown downtown la right right that's not a part of la i frequent but we've all been there right like we've been to the library it rules yeah the library is the best part honestly it's great yes i have a friend who was that in charge of the library until very recently my my dear friend ken brecker uh uh, the library rules it's fantastic beautiful Mm -hmm. library check it out if you get the chance Uh, there's my la library plug yeah. Um, back to Sneeple. Okay. <laughs> that was as smart as this podcast is going to get. It's like, oh, go yeah. get your library card. Uh, <laughs> so the city was allegedly large enough for a thousand families and was filled to the brim with any guesses? Uh, eggs. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, was it was it stolen gold? Yes. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> I, hate, I hate that it was stolen gold. <laughs> if I mean, like, never, never trust a white person looking for gold, man. Horrible <laughs> yeah, things happen. <laughs> horrible things happen. Really, truly horrible things. Yeah. Um, and yes, filled to the rim with gold, including plates revealing the origin of the human race itself. All made in gold. (laughs) All made in gold. Allegedly, the lizard people knew that a giant cataclysm was coming, so they built this giant underground city shaped like a lizard, and they just, like, slithered on in there. (laughs) And all died or something. Wow. Um, uh, As another awful, awful footnote, according to some accounts, this... Manson believed in the ancient lizard person city, you know, Charles Manson. And once he had successfully started his race war, he would go to the lizard city and hide out the subsequent nuclear apocalypse there. Okay. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Did they steal that too? The plans to nuclear missiles? Nope. 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 Manson thought that he was going to do enough hate crimes that he was going to start a race war. That was his plan. Oh. Yeah. And that would turn into a nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Uh... But back to Shootfeld. <laughs> what a fucking... I think... Yeah. <laughs> hot take. <laughs> Charles Manson. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, loser. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, oh, God, I've got, this is the second time I'm saying this, this podcast. I wonder how many times I'm going to say it before the end. You don't, in fact, have to hand it to the Taliban. You don't have to hand, hand it to Charles Manson. But, like, I think he got an album. Eh. Did he? <laughs> Give any idiot an album. These it's days. true. I like. I guess if you're friends with your friends with the monkeys, like. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Schufelt claimed that with his invention, the radio X-ray machine, mm. he found the exact okay. location of 1,900 square feet of tunnels rooms with 9,000 feet of floor space and 16 places where the gold was stored. <laughs> okay. Gold. gold! Give me that shiny, shiny. <laughs> the bling Here, I'm going to drop you... This is an LA Times article. <laughs> but it includes his fucking map, which I would love to, like, 
turn into a D&D dungeon at some point. It's kind of dope, yeah. That's supposedly yeah. underneath Los Angeles. Yeah. Wow. Uh, hmm. Yeah, we should definitely turn this into a dungeon. That'd be dope, Whoa. yeah. Anyway, as you can it see from my cool. LA Times article, uh, this story went 1930s fucking viral. <laughs> Did strange people live under sight of Los Angeles 5,000 years ago? I can't stress this enough. This is a real LA Times article. Wow. Hold on. Hold on. There is so many arrows pointing to where gold is. Yeah. <laughs> gold there, gold there, gold there. <laughs> I, 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 we'll, maybe we can include this in the show notes. But listeners, I really encourage you to look this up. It, God, it. I'm having trouble describing it. Help me. It, it, it looks hey, like it's, it's a series of tunnels, you know, like yeah. in, in, this in tunnel a map. Is gold. And there are arrows pointing at where all the gold is. And yeah. <laughs> Along with occasionally, let me look at the gold in our tunnels. Is gold there? Gold there? There's like a sign that says Hollow Gold in like five directions. (laughs) Yeah. I do love the fact that there is a key room. Yeah, the key room is very mysterious. (laughs) The room with the key to all the gold. (laughs) And like, what's great about this tunnel is they're instruct, like, you can see like Fort Moore Place, North Broadway, like, that he's overlaid the LA streets on top of this. You can figure out if right. you live in that part of downtown LA. Yeah. Like, what part of Lizard City you're living over. What street yeah, is that? Who the hell's the Hill? Old Will's house? <laughs> North Hill Street and Sunset. Or, and... North Broadway, Fort yeah. Moore Place. Hmm. I'm going to hold Google on, that hold right on. now. Yeah, yeah. What I, what I like about this dungeon-ass dungeon map is yeah. that, like, they even give you the dimensions of the rooms. <laughs> yeah. A 31 by 42 foot room? That's a Easily perfect place for an encounter. Easily translatable to d <laughs> Easy. Perfect throw some encounter traps, space. Throw some Yuan-Ti in there. Like, boom. Mm. You're yeah. done. You got it. Boom. And then throw some gold in the walls. Boom. Uh, <laughs> so the city of... Because oh, wow. players, much like, like, they'll go nuts for gold. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so they can buy all the stuff and the, so they can buy all the expensive things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How much of the fake money do I have? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not where our story bucks? ends, though. Uh, oh so boy. She, yeah, she felt got funding from the city of Los Angeles. <laughs> okay. To dig up North Hill Street near Sunset Boulevard. He dug for years, for years, you guys, digging down 250 feet despite mud and large boulders. Mm-hmm. He dug so deep, he hit the goddamn water table. Oh. What? <laughs> Come on. Uh, but he continued to string people along without expanding his map. Mm-hmm. Uh... To, to like further cement the kind of conardiness of this, when like people started to get bored with the story, it stopped being like a story about lizard people or people who worship lizards and became a story of like conquistadors had actually hidden Aztec gold here. Ah, uh, yes. <sighs> the, cl- the classic fallback who else had access to gold? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Pirates? Those... No, we're too far away. No <laughs> pirates in downtown LA. Think, she felt, think. 
Ah, the only other people who have managed to hit ground here. The Spaniards. Yep. <laughs> uh, Those darn but... conquistadors have dropped off their golden ear. Despite all this, uh, the money would eventually dry up, and it became pretty clear that Schufelt's X-ray radio device uh, was a little more than just a dowsing rod. And in that news article I sent you, there's a sort of a shitty picture of uh, Schufelt. He's got a hat on. It's mm-hmm. like the third black and white picture down. He's got some kind of, of device. Like, it looks yeah, like a tripod. Can... Yeah, it's yeah. a tripod with a string hanging down from the middle with like a crystal on the string. I see. And he that, that leads you to the gold. <laughs> yeah. Huge <laughs> con move. Don't trust dowsers. Yada, yada, yada. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, and one last rep to LA. Let me note that Schufelt died in, uh, near my birthplace in North Hollywood, 1957, basically penniless. Wow. Oh, hell yeah. But for nearly a decade, he managed to get funding from the city of LA to dig for lizard people. And that rules. (laughs) That is cool. (laughs) It's kind of funny. It's a great LA story. Oh, yeah. Don't you guys feel proud to be Angelinos knowing that fucking 60 years before you were born, this this city that has so many, and I love LA, but has infrastructure problems like any modern American city, just yeah. in the middle of the depression, chucked thousands of dollars at a man in a crystal rock to go look for lizard people. People desperate <laughs> back then, I guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the thing that they didn't know is that he kept his J.O. crystal uncharged. <laughs> <laughs> so he could never find those Sneeple. <laughs> yeah. We, we need Aleister Crowley and his powerful uh, Thelemic magic, including powerful J.O. magic to just like get it, get it going, help him out a little bit. He was this close. He was so, so close. <laughs> oh, man. So Sneep will go quiet for a long time after that story dies. Uh, maybe because this big thing called World War II happened. I don't know. People mm-hmm. had more important things to focus on than Sneeple in the 40s. Uh, but uh, Jack Kirby, ever the, and God, I love Jack Kirby, but ever the Ancient Aliens fan, uh, he writes uh, a race of shape-shifting reptilian humanoids that like to impersonate important figures and subtly take over worlds into the 1961 issue of Fantastic Four. <laughs> you, oh, guys, man. you guys know where I'm getting with this? You know where I'm going with this? Uh, Fantastic Four fights Sneeple? Yeah. They've, the okay. Scrolls. Oh. The scrolls, yeah. They turn the into scrolls. scrolls. The scrolls yeah, are aliens, I mean, like, though. Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they, yeah, the but scrolls they're, they're... are shape-shifting lizard aliens. Uh, yeah, uh, that try to take over the infrastructure of yep. other creatures. <laughs> I've never made that connection. That the yeah, I didn't either <laughs> until I was like, "Oh, it makes sense now." Yeah, they look, they're like green. They're like green goblin-looking guys. Yeah, yeah they look way more like goblins than reptiles, but they have been reptilians yeah. since that number two issue of Fantastic Four. Oh, wow. Hell yeah! Wow. <laughs> so, like, some of the earliest of early Marvel shit has. Whoever made that switch was a smart guy. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of switches, it's I think it's it's a good idea that Marvel has in the MCU is taking a different step tack and instead of positioning scrolls as like sneaky infiltrators, 
Yeah, they're more like just, you know, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People they're, trying they're, to survive on the fringes. <laughs> yeah, they're refugees seeking safety from the Kree, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> in the original comics, the other thing they are, are is a mercantile em- empire, which, like, mm. while being very cool, I can see sort of, like, uh, yeah. people being like, wait, you have a race of shape-shifting lizards, and what they do is they want to make money? And some, I can Ooh. see some issues... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean they started off as villains, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, uh, I'm. I'm. I like. I love Clark though. I love Super Scroll. Those comics are yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a great Marvel vs. Capcom three character. <laughs> oh yeah, I fucking spam that like half tilt down button all the time. Yeah. I assume I'm gonna get yelled at for saying that, but nah, baby, I know <laughs> he doesn't listen to us. He doesn't. <laughs> so you're safe. Yeah. You're safe. <laughs> um, he won't hunt you down. He so hates we'll podcasts. That's <laughs> oh, wild to me. I know, right? It's fine. <laughs> anyway, well, I don't want to talk about Elden anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We should probably kind of like this. <laughs> uh, well, we're until on he's the on the podcast, then we'll, then yeah. We'll talk about him. <laughs> well, we're on the yeah, Marvel well, train. Uh, you got? Are you guys familiar with the Chitari? The yeah. Chitari. Uh, wait, uh, they sound so familiar. Uh, what? Those the Chitari? Are they? They're are they the cat en- people? They're not no, cat they're people. They're the are they? enemies. They're the first enemies in the first Avengers movie. Yeah, that's oh. correct, Ryan. Well, in Mark Miller's comic I books, I totally forgot about those guys. <laughs> yeah, they're, yes, they're, because they're. Yes, because they were made strong, forgettable in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they were the faceless mook. Yeah, they were Thanos' yeah, foot soldiers. I see. <laughs> um, but in in Marvel Ultimate, which if you're not a comic book reader, the idea behind Marvel Ultimates was to reboot the Marvel Universe and just make everyone the biggest, hottest asshole possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Thank God the hottest hot shot you can ever out of there. Yeah, what what year did that start? I can't remember. But the it Ultimate must have been early 2000s, the, yeah, what's the two thousands? Yeah, I anyway. love the Ultimate Spider Man. Ultimate Spider Man is pretty good. I'm not a huge. Uh, I'm not always a huge Bendis fan. You know, what's uh, funny Ultimate is that I, I, it, you know, that the only reason it's good though is because it came out around the time you know two thousand one. You know, Spider Man the movie was coming out. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, what a what a great time yeah, <laughs> for comic book movies. <laughs> You get a right. you get a cool fun comic book movie that yeah. uh, everyone else uh, tries to nip at the heels of, but never really kind of reach it during that time. Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. Anyway, um, in the original <laughs> Ultimate Comics, the Chitari are just scrolls. They are uh-huh. elite scrolls. They are the extra evil scrolls. They are the SS of scrolls. Oh wow, <laughs> the <Yeah>. Nazi scrolls. <laughs> Yeah, so they're we're, here to we're... do really bad things. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, here, so here they're once again shape shifting reptoid aliens bent on galactic domination, but they're mm-hmm. super edgy. Uh, they, in fact, in the Marvel Ultimate Universe, team up with Nazis explicitly to help them rule the world <laughs> and give them jet planes <laughs> and nukes. Uh, what do, we must stop these villains. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I mean they do, I guess. <laughs> uh so this is sort of a spoiler for I guess what'll be next episode. 
but Miller has stated that his Chitari are an overt reference to David Icke in his reptilian conspiracy theories. Oh, God. <laughs> reptilian conspiracy theories. That's where we're going next episode. That's that's what motivated the guy at the beginning of the episode to spear gun his two toddlers. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, man. Uh, that bad. guy is uh, yeah, not a good not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Ick is key to the modern conception of the reptilian conspiracy theory, and especially now that it's bleeding into QAnon. Uh, I'm going to save this all for fart, part two, but as we just said, it's bad. Part two. Yeah. Did I say fart two? Maybe that's yes. more accurate. <laughs> all you that's need awesome. to know for now is that David Ick is a deeply troubling yeah. and central to bringing this conspiracy from like the ancient alien side to the like illuminati jewishness like weirdness yeah yeah Mm. uh uh, so uh uh last nosedive before we pull back up into fun here is that uh in a 2013 interview with the guardian miller stated it's funny because the hollywood guys don't know this and i love that he laughs i didn't tell them i'm a huge david ick fan and i've took the chitari from there i love the fact that it's a 1.6 billion grossing movie and it's straight from david ick wow i think he's a little proud of himself there like nothing but the names of his chitari survive gonna gonna pass pat pat myself on the back there yeah (laughs) yeah david ick they're not reptilian (laughs) they're not shapeshifters they're you know they've not like ryan said none of that makes that into the avengers movie Mm, yeah uh let's see so, like I said, pulling up, uh, 1974 to 1976, there's The Land of the Lost, which features Sleestack, a very iconic monster design. Oh, yes, the Sleestacks. Yep. Which one was that? Like, if I show you a picture of a Sleestack, yeah, you'll I'm also... Sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll I'll know. Just... Oh. Here. What do they look like again? I forget. Uh, I they look the like lizard people with dumb horns on their head. And, oh. Uh... Oh, wait. It... Here, here you go. These are sleeve stack. Thank you. Oh, those guys. Yeah, they're kind so of like, adorable with their big, big doughy they, eyes. I do think they're kind of cute. <laughs> anyway, um, the tell me if any of this is sounding familiar about this. These are an underground race of reptilian people. They are mm-hmm. always okay. evil. They possess telepathy, and they want to sacrifice their their the humans to their god in yeah. the lost city. Is it the land of the lost? Yeah. Is the plot to the land of the lost? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, not, a, not, not overtly the plot to the land of the lost. Yeah, this is the, the, this is the antagonist. These are the antagonists. I see. They they did look familiar. Uh, I, kinda, I, kinda, I want a toy of one now. <laughs> yeah, I know. They, I really think the design rules. It's so unique. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it hits that sweet spot between cool and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Scooped. Scooped, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, 1987's G.I. Joe the movie retcons Cobra's origin story. Mm-hmm. Um, much to one of our friends' chagrin, who's trying to write um, mm-hmm. for G.I. Joe. Yeah. Uh, oh, nice. No longer is Cobra Commander an everyman car salesman whose uh, faith in America is shaken by the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Now, Instead. a secret society of, and once again, tell me if this is familiar, a secret society of free human underground Sneeple from Cobra Law sent Cobra Commander to create a terrorist organization 
to pave the way for the snake people by enslaving or wiping out humanity. Mm, Sounds pretty familiar. Mm. Yeah. Sing some threads. Yeah. It didn't sound as as fun. (laughs) No. I I sort of I sort of like the I mean I was never super into G.I. Joe, but I don't know. (laughs) I had a a couple of phases. But like man, Cobra was so much fun. Yeah. Um, He's a great villain. I'll give him that. (laughs) Uh, he was once a man. He was once a man. I was once a man. You fucking got it, dog. He's so easy to impersonate. <laughs> that yeah, voice is I so mean, easy to do. <laughs> I, I, is that? I want to say Frank. Uh, it's not Welker. He's Scooby Doo. It's a, it's another guy. Yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, he's also Starscream. That voice is really iconic. Yeah, <laughs> it's like every bad guy in the eighties. <laughs> uh, so speaking of nineteen eighties properties that only the wild. Uh, soulless commercialism at least by Ronald Reagan allowed to be birthed into this world uh, you guys were you guys ever He-Man people you know I did watch the updated version for a minute uh, that was on Toonami I think on Cartoon yeah. Network the one with the cool new designs I don't mm-hmm. know I like the I like the I like the colors <laughs> it looked pretty dope yeah <laughs> you know I watched that I didn't really you know I'm, I was born 90 so I didn't really yeah. I'm not really a He-Man person either. What about you, Ryan? Um, I've watched like maybe two or three episodes, but none of them really stuck. <laughs> so what if I told you that uh, He-Man features a race of Sneeple who okay. like, like they were the villain introduced to up the ante after too many Skeletor, Skeletor episodes. It's but like Skeletor is the best though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they live underneath a mountain in an ancient city, and they're unleashed by Skeletor's stupidity. I see. Uh, <laughs> and their leader Skeletor. is the. Yep. <laughs> their leader is the incredibly dumb-looking King Hiss. Oh boy! <laughs> I'm going to show you a toy advertisement real quick. Oh boy, this is gonna be great. Ooh. <laughs> Ryan, Julio, can you please describe what you're fucking looking at here? Wow, it's a <laughs> so he transforms into that, into the snake with snakes for arms. <laughs> so, so like and human legs. Kinda, like when he's not his like snake multiple snake head form, which is like, which is just like a bunch of snakes slapped on top of legs. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's who roughly formed the shapes? Yeah, who snakes. roughly formed the torso of a man? <laughs> um, I mean, kinda, I give it, a, I give it an A minus for design. <laughs> <laughs> to be frank, listeners, you're looking at a typical, uh, uh, like sort of that He-Man, dumpy, bent-legged model figure pose. Yeah, yeah. So just... peel off the and the, like, the thing the is, is that this like... character to reveal that he is actually. Not a muscular man, but mm-hmm. five snakes but instead, wearing pants. That's kind of cool as a toy idea. <laughs> but it's like what what's interesting is that like when he's when he's like concealed and you know he's in disguise as a as a human being type mm-hmm. person, he just kind of looks like man of 
uh, Man of Arms without the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> All those toys are the same some, design uh, with just different colors. <laughs> some reused molds going on. That's, oh, that's what they did back in the 80s. <laughs> you do, yeah, like you do what you got to do, right? You get, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Five snakes in a trench coat. It's anyway. <laughs> Oh, fuck me. Okay, so um, obviously, you know, say it with me. Underground City, snakes shape-shifting, wanting to take over the world. Continuing themes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that's, that's, let's, let's hop back for a second. Um, Mm -hmm. So let's, let's let's close off today's episode with uh, fantasy gaming time and finally tie this all in to Mm D&D. Oh, sure. We have a very clear snake person mold, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so in 1981, Snex make the jump to D&D as the Yuan-Ti in the Dwellers of the Forbidden City module written by David Cook. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Yuan-Ti are a psionic species of snake people, or occasionally snake cultists who were blursed with snake features. Okay. <laughs> they have a caste system where the most snaky are the most powerful, while the least snaky can be used to infiltrate human society. They are always, always evil, and they eat other intelligent species, and they like to torture for fun. How dare they? Uh, uh, In the Dwellers module, the UNT explicitly capture mongrel men who are tortured inbred descendants of human slaves to use them as slaves, and I shit you not, quote, for their breeding programs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no. Fucking 80s were a weird uh, time for fantasy. I mean. Yeah. Uh, the, they, they like they like boning. What are you going to do? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a very sexy time, the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a sexy time to be alive. <laughs> Well, anyway, you can go look those up. I'm pretty sure they're in the the player's handbook or the, oh, the, the first monster manual. Dope. Oh man. Um, if you want to use Sneeple, it does sound like fun. <laughs> and interestingly, uh, interestingly, they're one of the few parts in D and D that are trademarked. Most oh. of D and D uses an open an open source gaming license, so you can like reuse parts of it and stuff like that you can publish you your own pay, adventures you gotta pay them for access to the sneeple <laughs> yeah yeah you can't i think like beholder and stuff you can use but sneeple is trademarked that's weird why would yeah, they right? choose to do that <laughs> um, i don't know i guess uh, they gotta make money off of something but why why the sneeple <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Mm. Oh, man. so the your guess men... is as good as mine yeah <laughs> Uh, you guys know what Pathfinder is, which is like uh, mm-hmm. alternate timeline version of D anD D, where somebody yeah. really, really liked three point five and didn't want it to end. In yeah, where someone really liked math. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Pathfinder well, was okay. <laughs> I I know people who love Pathfinder. It's not for me. I we've we've discussed this before. I've tried it. I've tried it, but yeah, I can I, safely say uh, just not my favorite system. I enjoyed my time in three point five. I don't want to go back. But for yeah. those that do and love all the options and love all the crunch, it's there. But I'm quite happy. We've discussed this before. I'm quite happy to be 75% fluff, 25% crunch. 
I think Pathfinder is 75% crunch, 25% fluff, which is just fine. You game however you want to, listener. There are millions of systems, one right for every person out there. You know, just... just... Is it not enough to simply sit at a table and roll the dice? <laughs> yeah. No. Listen to the click no, clack. <laughs> well, I am let's let me try to wrap this up in a timely fashion. But oh, uh man. Oh yeah. No. Um I'm sorry. Thank you so much, John. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me finish. Let me finish. This okay, is... you got more? Okay, cool. Serpent people appear in Pathfinder as well, where they take a cue from the Slee stack being like degenerate, uh snake people that used to have a great fantastic society before it all crumbled into dust and mm. now they're just inbred and living in their old city but they still love to sacrifice people mm. hey you know what i love doing what sacrificing people me too <laughs> oh my god we have so much in common if you don't do i it, just got a new scimitar <laughs> to do that both systems have lizard men but these lizard men are like swamp dwelling cannibals they don't really fit our Sneeple mm-hmm. reptoid mold, so I'm not going to talk about them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I will mention the Warhammer lizard men who take heavy notes from Aztecs. I'm not sure if that's cool or not, but I really, it's really cool to have a dinosaur riding a dinosaur, shooting dinosaurs. That does sound kind of rad. That is pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm all for uh, it. <laughs> so that's we've traced it. We've done it. We have gone from wow. the 1800s. All the way up to the modern gaming with how Sneeple, where Sneeple came from, from mythology and Madame Blavatsky, all the way into horrible conspiracy theories and fun high fantasy adventures with some maybe uh-oh connotations. <laughs> some literal uh-oh connotations. Yes. You know, any, I just, yeah. Any uh, any final thoughts before we, uh, we'll, we'll see you thoughts. again next week for our, uh, for the final. part where it gets spooky and sad? Final thoughts right now. Yeah, I think uh, what I, in my in my humble opinion, when it comes to fantasy, and like you know, alternate species or as people call them, races that you get to play as, you yeah, know, yeah. Is, you know, like I I I I refuse the trope that of the evil race in my yeah. works. You know, I I just I I think that's a lame and lazy way of thinking of a character and uh, let alone a, an entire race of characters you know i think I, i'm 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 glad that's kind of on the way out mm-hmm. you know at least in, you know but and I, I like i like to think of you know these other entities these people that we live around in in games and in in life you know like yeah we, there's, you, you, nobody, nobody try to be evil. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's man. one of the first rules of writing, right? Is yeah. like, yeah, no, yeah. no protagonist thinks himself evil, and neither should your antagonist. No antagonist like, thinks himself evil. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everybody thinks they're they're the protagonist of their own story. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. You know, and uh, yeah. Snake people don't have to be evil. <laughs> yeah. They can just be people, you yeah. know. When we get into the UFO stories, we'll get some friendly Sneeple. Oh, cool. Like, let that be your guiding light. There can be Sneeples of all kinds. <laughs> yes. Everyone can be happy. And with that thought, you know, um, take care of your loved ones. 
take care of your friends get vaccinated if you can i know it's get your boosters if you can get, I'm, get I'm your boosters mine. if you yeah. can you know and just uh put up the you'll, boosties you'll be okay <laughs> but yeah it'll be fine quit fighting the culture war you know uh just i mean Live long and prosper if you can. Like that. Don't go digging for a lizard tunnel under yeah, downtown LA. Just don't, you know. Yeah. yeah no, nothing's gonna come out of it. Let's uh, let's be honest. Don't calm the city. Please. <laughs> Please don't. Nobody wants that. Don't con me. I don't have much money. <laughs> oh boy. Well, thank you so much, guys. Join us next time when things get David icky. Oh man, it's gonna be great. <laughs> Thank you so much. I just want I guess I kinda wanna take this moment to um promote our Discord. If you support us on Anchor for uh, I'm saying like for God I think, knows uh, whatever. For whatever reason <laughs> it gains you access to our uh Discord channel and um yeah, come hang out with us. Come watch me play video games. It'll be a great time. I I'd love to hear what you guys have to think about our show and uh welcome you into a little community that we're building over there. So um yeah, uh sign up for that. That'd be it, I I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> It'd be pretty dope maybe. <laughs> It'd be dope maybe, you know. So yeah, we'll maybe. see. We'll see. But yeah, thank you so much for listening and um uh, I love you guys. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.